every some strange period in during the war i try to explain people with my dance and all my performances on youtube they take for special topic and they feel much better Hello everyone, you're listening to the Belladance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Belladance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles open for Aksharki and fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. I hope you're ready for one more story of Ukrainian dancer who is trying to cope with the current situation, sharing how the war influenced and changed her life splitting and before and after and still trying to maintain the sparkle in dance in art that we all share inside our souls kira lebedeva has been a professional tribal fusion dancer and teacher for almost 12 years she also teaches yoga for around 10 years in total in March 2022, Kira had transformed her studio in Lviv into a shelter to host people from all over Ukraine who had to leave their own cities in search of a safer place. I have been following Kira for a long time and I'm really impressed and amazed how awesome and amazing dancer she is and of course also active actions like literally active actions that she was taking during the last half a year also only confirmed what an incredible soul and person she is and in our today's episode we of course talked about the war in ukraine and how it impacted kira's dance life including experience of transforming a dance studio into a shelter for people for refugees but we also talked a lot about dance about expression of politics in dance and what place of politics have in dance field today and in general, as well as talking specifically about tribal fusion, about beginning of Kira's dance journey in this dance style, in belly dance, but also in this dance style, and how easy it is to transition, for instance, from belly dance to tribal fusion. If you had experience in one dance genre and now you want to start exploring another one, what are the main struggles? And on personal note, Kira also was sharing her experience and some barriers, personal barriers and logs that she experienced by switching to teach online and specifically teaching in English language. And this is also a very important topic because many of you may not realize what teachers are going through from psychological point of view when they need to teach in a foreign language. So all this and more in our today's episode, I also want to remind you that 
I have gathered many resources on how you can support Ukraine in this very difficult and hard times. You will find link in the show notes, but it's yanadance.com slash support dash Ukraine. Once again, direct link is always in the comments, in the show notes to every single episode, even if I don't highlight it. And there are many resources how you can support directly Ukrainian ballet dances, but also different fundraising and charity organizations through which you can donate. I hope you will feel inspired or at least will have some thoughts to marinate afterwards after listening to this episode. Don't forget to share it with your friends as well as let us know what you think on the subject discussed. Would you like to know how to get more students through the door and, most importantly, retain them and earn more money? Then the solution to your questions will be Sharky, the Baladance Workout. The founder of the system, Orid, shares how teaching Baladance Fitness transformed her own career in a way no performance opportunities ever could and it can benefit your dance career just the same way. You also can receive class chorus built in a powerful and flexible way that will maximize your results and save tons of time during prep work for the class. Join Sharky's 3-month instructor academy that features an online course, weekly coaching sessions and business coaching. You'll live with a razor-sharp teaching skills and best practices for your teaching business. Enrollment is now open for the next Sharky Instructor Academy beginning October 3rd. Apply at sharky.com slash teach s-h-a-r-q-u-i dot com slash teach Direct link will be in the show notes. Hello, dear Kira. Welcome to the Baladance Life podcast. Thank you for agreeing to participate and to chat with me today. And I'm really happy to, to see you and to hear you. Me too. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're with us and you can listen our stories. Well, before I start asking you about specifically your like dance story and everything, I first of all want to ask, how are you? How are you doing? This is the question. Like, number, I know it's a very rhetorical questions to anyone Ukrainian these days, but I just cannot ignore. Like, how are you doing? How is your dance life doing? And if there is anything as we as Baladins community can do to like support cheer up if that's appropriate word right now but to do anything to help okay i'm living now in lviv it's western part of ukraine and i cannot say it's safe place but it's much safer than easter part because i'm original from east park river Rog, and uh, now russian military they're bombing every day, but lucky I am, I'm here and I already live here eight years in my studio here because I see a lot of tribal fusion dancer and belly dancer cannot dance now in Kiev and other region because this is so dangerous. Lucky me, I'm here and it was surprised, but during the war, a lot of students come to dance classes because it helped us to survive i mean mental health and of course you need regime you need discipline and you need to take care of your body because all stress exactly go to your muscles and your health and uh, now we had a very strange situation because 
during the war all prices go up like crazy and they pay big rent and thanks god um tribal fusion community support me a lot really because first two months is my dance studio was like a shelter for people who uh, move from east to west and uh, go into europe and we was we work like shelter two months and 300 people come to our studio and go to europe and of course we couldn't practicing we couldn't work and a lot of people my students my followers help me and uh, support me and donate money and we take care of studio because uh, it's different if you go to dance and you live at studio because someone needs more days for to decide what they want to do and someone just stay for one night and they're taking shower and all like this and my studio start cracking really but thanks god all my followers helped me and uh, we renovate our studio and after two months we start work because all my students ask me please we need discipline and uh, now we had a very big problem with prices because dollar now like crazy here in ukraine and it was too expensive for pay and here in ukraine we worry about winter because heating and you know we use russian gas <laughs> for heating i mean for central heating and now we decide to move to another studio and we just opening tomorrow we found electrical heating and this smaller room but we need to pay less but all girls still happy because we continue dance and we just take two weeks i think holiday yeah and now we continue work. Yay! Yeah, all life changing, <laughs> change. That's definitely. And I actually wanted to ask you because I know that in the beginning of full scale uh, war, you basically transformed your studio into shelter for people who had to escape uh, more dangerous regions of Ukraine and for people who were trying to go to Europe as refugees. They basically most of them had um, literally whatever clothes they had on or one bag of something going literally emergency from different cities and they had to stay and you offered literally your studio. Uh, and I remember seeing your stories of you like having yoga mats and something spread over the floor for people to sleep somewhere, uh, having a shower and some people were just dropping, I guess, uh, to to literally wash some wash ourselves like take a shower and this is things that we don't really think in the you know regular life of lucky people who didn't experience war and uh, about such basics like literally where to eat and where to take a shower if you had emergency like go and escape somewhere and um, I bet. Uh, emotionally also very draining and exhausting um, and challenging to okay you are yourself living in more or less safe region although no region in ukraine is really safe because there were bombing around lviv too lviv district like um, that part of ukraine but it's considered to be like safer than other districts and you 
personally may not need, you know, like right now to run, but also suddenly having to deal with uh, so many people going, experiencing themselves the physical trauma of living and being a refugee and uh, you now hosting them. I can only imagine how difficult emotional it is. So I was wondering if there... Did you have any practices from your, you know, like dance life, dance activities or physical activities or anything, I don't know, mindset, tricks or whatever, tools uh, that helped you to go through that period yourself? And also on top of that, dealing yourself is the fact that there is a full-scale war in your own country. Never, and it was very interesting. Like first two days, we was like in in shock, and we couldn't know what 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 you can do, how to help, because you really want to help your country, your people. And after two days, my student, she she was she original from Lugansk. It's second war for her, and she already know how to uh, survive, how to evacuate, how to help. And she really called me, like, because I still pay rent. And she said, if you want, we can do this. And we do this really few hours, and all my students, we just, uh, how to call that, text post uh, for my students who have maybe pillows, uh, some blankets and all like this and three hours and we have 20 places for sleeping. Can you imagine? All people help us. My mom cooked borscht <laughs> because if you start evacuation, it was hard. It depends at what period you start evacuating. Some for, for someone it was like took three days, for someone four, and you was you can be in nervous and the most important it's take a shower and tea and something warm and of course to sleep. And they have a lot of tribal fusion dancers who are now in Europe. And almost I think we have come we have team around 20 people who help us, who wash uh, clothes, who help with food, who help with teas, who still we well, yeah, inside of studio, because if you don't know the city, you need someone who can help you to find shop, maybe internet or something like this. And I remember because all girls was afraid to stay at night and I really stay at night two months with my another colleague and we we sleep at studio. Yeah, it was hard time and this is so strange because your psychologist test or maybe books doesn't help really. <laughs> what you read before it nothing helped because I remember uh, I talked to my friend by phone and she uh, compared to prices because she wants to buy a new phone. She lives in Europe and she said it's too expensive. And I turn and they see lady and she start crying because she lives in Kharkiv and someone say to her like she doesn't have apartment anymore. And me like, you know, you can see different part of life and now something like 
expensive price for a phone or fancy clothes. It's nothing compared to lives and something important. I mean, kids and all like this. I have now totally different life and this interesting how people inside there was in the shelter and how they inside help each other who have less problem help people who was totally totally sad or maybe in depression and what i see like all people from evacuation there after two days they start to be ill because it was still too much stress and they have adrenaline they come to safe place and after <laughs> flu and all problems and we have now medicine at you know in that studio like this really so huge before we have just sanitizer i don't know maybe pill for pills for head now after this we have huge and we prepared if it's happening again we still continue help people now we help in each other or in a different way we donate more to women and our animals because they're still in east part and a lot of volunteers take them and now we have full uh, shelters for animals full of animals and they're sick and we need to take care of them oh wow um during all this time how was this influencing you and your dance journey uh was it easy to continue dancing or was it easy to come back to dancing and where the thoughts about oh maybe i should try to dance appeared first in in, in for you personally in your life it was interesting after bucha news for everyone, it was very hard time, and I remember we um, recorded a video, and I couldn't move. I have eyes like this, and it was too much pain in body. But I understand. I want. I'm not good in uh, posting videos or maybe uh, make special. I don't know articles. I'm good in dance, and I can explain in my way, in my language. I mean body language. And I decide to talk about this in art way. And it was hard, really, your body like <laughs> wooden. But they, every day you understand, like you, you really must to dance because this like, it's your energy and you need share with people. Because if I'm just doing something different and I'm, I'm, I uh, stopped to dance, it it broke my heart and broke my body and really I feel bad, bad without this. But after I decide every some strange period in during the war, I try to explain people with my dance and all my performances on YouTube, they take for special topic and they feel much better. And I'm happy because I have more uh, comments that say like they understand this we just to see. I don't need to talk a lot. And I know a lot of dancers, they stop and they feel so sorry. And they know how 
I don't know how to help them to continue dance. Of course, first few weeks you think like, God damn, why I'm a dancer? Why I'm not medical worker? <laughs> Something like this. But this how I can help people. I can have classes, help people with uh, discipline and regime. They pay me, I can donate, I can make economic life normally in Ukraine because we have shit now and I can continue to do what I can. But sometimes if you sit at home, at evening maybe, you feel like, oh my God, we have war and I still have, I'm owner of dance studio. This like, like crazy situation. But I want to give work for my, well, because I have few girls and administrator and I need I need to pay for rent apartment and electricity and all like this. I have people who really want to practice in and I have my art and I really need continue to do what I can. This is so strange. Every day I push myself to waking up, but this strange life we live now in very like in the video games really. <laughs> You know, I think for many people uh, outside of the situation, uh, non-Ukrainians observing like Ukrainian uh, dances, there is one um, thing that most people don't really fully understand or realize that most Ukrainian dancers, they are dancing now or have been dancing throughout all this period, not because everything is normal or everything became normal or like solved or etc., but because this is the real like tool to help and to help yourself and help beyond yourself. Because there is, as you mentioned, there is a practical side of uh, we need to have some economic going on in the country because most of it stopped. And uh, there are rents, rents for studios in your case, uh, rents of apartment, like regular bills. Yes, and there are people who work for you and who you're responsible. So if you stop dancing, uh, they are out of work, they are out of salary, and they have their families to support, and it, the chain goes on. And uh, additionally to this practical reason, there is also this emotional reason that it's at least a little bit of previous normal life that can help to go through this time. So this is the understanding because these days I see, unfortunately, more and more um, questions of people like, oh, is everything already okay? Or it's not like they may think, for, like maybe some actually may think that, oh, it's totally over the war and etc. But... Uh, many may think, oh, there is still something going on, but the majority part of life came back. And that's not really true. Uh, not really true for both Ukrainians who are in Ukraine and Ukrainians who left the country. And um, it's important to understand not to be misled or confused by seeing Ukrainians posting dance videos or attending festivals or doing some activities because that is not necessarily and in this case definitely not really the signal that oh everything is fine and life is back to normal but um i want to say like everyone need 
inspiration. And these festivals, what we, we really still make, but small festivals, maybe concert like, for example, in the end of, of dance year, we did small concert and everyone in the end start crying because we're so beautiful. We put glitter, we put costume and you feel like you, you're gorgeous. And we need to feel like we are women. <laughs> we're not just, you know, just have a big problems like everyone need inspiration same in uh, festivals dance classes we need to be together we need to talk we need to see something beautiful otherwise you can be crazy you mentioned that these days you're using art to express and to explain many things uh, to your audience to everyone and i guess also for like self-exploration of emotions that you're going through um, and this is obvious of course is possible through any kind of art but um, you are specifically specializing in tribal fusion how do you feel that the style the style of tribal fusion itself um, is it close to this idea of self-exploration and um, exploration of emotions through dance um, and music to present to the audience. Does the style itself have any elements that they kind of like call and it's the good match that it's specifically in this style of dance you're working? Or you feel it's like not really relevant and it's just because it's dance and art that that's possible? No, because in tribal fusion, the most important, like you dance what you feel and what about you want to talk to audience, what what you feel inside maybe because we have not just happy dance we have a lot of uh, drama maybe some um like um like special laboratories they explain to you i remember i see one it was april rose there uh, she said she she explained during the dance it was 10 minutes about water recycling like four elements in water it was amazing and this why now all Ukrainians, tribal fusion dancers, they of course put a lot of flowers using more traditional costume because we want to say like we here, we're still alive and everyone choose different song. For example, me, I one time I, I perform without costume and just with small luggage. And I want, because I see a lot of my colleagues, they're moving to Europe because they want to protect them, their kids. And there was, of course, missing this costume and they worry maybe they never see the apartments and all like this. And I did this to support them. I like, I understand their pain and, and I, of course, I want to explain audience like this, not easy to be refugees it's totally different it, you go for holiday and you go because you need to evacuate because you want to save your life yeah and of course i i love tribal fusion because this easy to me to explain all what i think and all my ideas now and all my heart now in ukraine and i want to really explain what we have one performance was about lullaby because I don't know how many kids dying 
and it's so hard and everyone needs lullaby now oh my god oh sorry i can only imagine uh it's hard not to tear while listening and you know going through it but uh bringing up emotions um and I think it's also very difficult to talk about this topic specific for dancers. That's why we choose yeah. dance. We prefer to move about it. <laughs> we prefer to dance yeah. about it than rather than like speak. So I totally understand. And uh, it's very interesting. Like I, to be honest, like I'm not a tribal fusion uh, like expert for sure. Like I, I just love observing it. But I never really realized how much this style is involved in uh, um, sort of spreading awareness about different causes. It never brought my attention to this. The first time that you mentioned, I was like, oh, wow, it's interesting. As a style, as a concept of this idea of like what you put in your dance, the concept. And I just kind of feel like asking you now, especially these days, how you feel about very popular statement on the internet from people very popular comment on since the beginning of full-scale war especially that oh art and politics should stay apart they are not connected what you feel and think about it right now especially now i understand like i was so stupid uh because we have war not just now we have eight years war eight yeah eight and I was in Russia, I work in one Russian theater, Leningrad Center, for three years before COVID. And I I had same in my mind, like, I have same idea, like, um, I'm not political person, something like this, but now I understand, like, I was so stupid, really. And now I have my political, how to call this? statement yeah political statement and you cannot say to me something else like i can listen to you but if it's not be together like could not connect together bye bye really now i understand because i have a lot of colleagues from europe and that someone support ukraine someone support russia or like this and i love my really i now i can say bullshit but i love my my best friends from Russia and I know they have different way because they're from, from country who attack. I talk to them time to time and I explain news for them and I love them and of course I worry because they worry about me, about all Ukrainians and uh, but now I understand like I cannot be unpolitical person really. I need to check all situation because otherwise they can bite your butt. <laughs> this situation. But it's not only about uh, what I ask. It's not only about being political or being aware of politics. It's literally bringing politics into the art, and uh, uh, not only even about invitations to go to work there or here. And we talk. We hear a lot of discussions of oh, not participating in festivals with Russian uh, teachers, etc. But it's not even about that. It's literally making, let's say, dances, choreographies about political stuff. It's even like through this lens of like really 
uh, making art be political, let's say? Mm, I cannot say anything about this because now I'm inside of Ukraine and just every morning I waking up and check news. I go to work and I check news. These political moments, every minute catch my heart because, and I cannot say like, be unpolitical for us. It's so hard. Maybe if I live now in different part of, I don't know, planet, and they can be, I don't know, in a very peaceful place and I wasn't <laughs> Ukrainian, maybe. But now, no, sorry. I was unpolitical eight years. No, no. I see the same situation was in United States about Trump who won and I see like our community I, I saw like our community is broken really just two camps who trust Trump and who doesn't or don't trust her this now is the same we cannot have like just perform for fun we just now can talk about this and talk about ukraine and what we have situation now and we want to make more attention about this because we can see like europe start to forget about us about our problem they think like we have six months cool holiday in ukraine and all like this yeah this why uh, my opinion like we we cannot be unpolitical <laughs> just about this uh, I absolutely agree in terms that uh, especially when situation touches you your family your country you start realizing that this statement of like oh work and politics or art and politics it's um, literally not separate because that's part of your life and it it's great that you gave example of completely different situation also political not in the war not about the war not about ukraine and how i do remember also how much it was division among politics oh sorry not among politics actually opposite among dancers and there were a lot of uh, um decisions in the dance world even like with whom collaborate whom to invite and even attempts to cancel some artists only due to some political views that they have and the um the reason i guess i also brought this this up it's uh, we live in the 21st century so um everyone has their own opinion or statement or whatever political preferences and hope in the communication with each other we can find the balance and the right path in whichever cause or whichever situation we are talking about but um this is addressed more to people who would right now think still think that oh art and politics are separate uh it is separate until it actually touches you so be very careful be very careful and be very mindful and think 10 times or 100 times before sending this comment or message to anyone else saying, oh, art and politics should be separate. Because they are no. not. 
They may be for you right now and lucky for you, but that's definitely not for that person in whichever situation, but especially, especially in the situation of war, literally war in the country. Yeah, I remember during the COVID, we have a lot of news about uh, Black Lives Matter and all like this, and they see like every day my community start to have some camps and all like this, and I understand like, for example, I live in Ukraine and this Black Lives Matter and all my tribal uh, idols start to remove names, they're changing names and names of style and all like this. And it was to me shock, like, wow, we worked so many years to make tribal fusion more popular in Ukraine. And now you can call them transnational fusion. And I need to do this again <laughs> 20 years for calling this not tribal fusion and all like this. And I understand like all situation even it's so far, they still touch your heart, touch your life, touch your work and all like this. We are too, too much together. We are connect. And if some country have a problem, all the words start to be unbalancing. What I understand during these three years, <laughs> two years of COVID and now. Speaking of international community and reaction, I actually know that you have, I don't know details, but you have one international student and teacher in your studio, like English-speaking uh, student who also teaches, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in your studio, who stayed with you in Ukraine throughout all this time too. So can you tell a little bit about this? Because this is not very unusual, like all foreigners... Not only Ukrainians, but all foreigners literally left Ukraine. So how did that happen? And how, like, uh, you got a student in Lviv, international student there? And this, uh, this uh, guy, he is um, martial arts. He's practicing martial arts. And he found me on YouTube. And he said to me, he saw, like, I put a link about... Uh, new dance group blah 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 and he say i want to try and he first danced i think three months in a dance group and after he asked me to have uh, individual class and they say okay no problem but it was so strange for me i never practicing this guy i mean dance for me it was but i don't have some you know idea like it's bad it's just different body and i understand because he's practicing martial arts it's different back and of course we we practice in most stretching and just after we start to uh, dance tribal fusion and he one time he said to me like i really want to practice with you offline and me like you can come because time to time my foreigner students can enter to Ukraine and live here, I don't know, a few, three months, and we are practicing like usual classes, I mean, uh, group classes, and after we can practice in individual. And he say, okay, for one month, and me, okay. And he stay, I think, three months. I push him, like, come on, guy, you, your date almost, you know, finished. You need to check the document. Here in Ukraine, everyone say, like, come on, this can be easy because he's from England from London, but they say, no, we have rules, we are independent country, we have, you know, strict rules, you really, and they push him, and thanks God, he 
come to London at time and he did visa for one year and now he have a document like Ukrainian citizen. <laughs> resident, <laughs> I guess. Uh-huh. Resident, uh-huh. sorry, resident, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and during the war, of course, first few hours I call him like, come to my house because I was worried about him. We never have something like this. And I remember we haven't a car, I mean, taxi, and he walked two hours <laughs> to me. And of course, I talked to him like, you maybe want to leave country, it's not safe. And he started almost crying, you know, ice was full of water. And he said, I don't want and me like, okay, one month you can live here. <laughs> After just think about this because you have your own family and I cannot imagine how his, how his family was shocked and worried about him. And they tried to push him, but he said, no, no, no. And one time he just went to his parents for one week to see them, hug them and come back. And now he, he finds a girlfriend and they live together, a girl from Kharkiv. Uh, yeah, what they a live story. together to my students. They're like a couple, yeah, and they look so good together they're so natural so interesting yeah yeah what a, what a cool story and how like did you enter tribal fusion because we just talked about your students uh, how they found you via videos and internet but how did you start dancing and how did you start dancing specifically like tribal fusion of course i started dance from belly dance because belly dance more popular and I love it so much, but I was, I think, Gothic culture. I like more Gothic culture. Gothic, I remember uh-huh. that. Yeah, alternative, something like this, you know, dark, no smile. But in belly dance, you need to do it. And I remember I found one video. It was Jalina. I loved her so much. And she was in a pink costume with a snake. And me like, oh, it was really pink costume, but I love her dance and they start to uh, make same movement. And after I found uh, the video courses, thanks God, <laughs> they make them. And I found, because I started to follow Jalina, I found Better Than Superstars and they have tribal inside, part of tribal. It was Rachel Bryce. Yeah, first video, it was Rachel Bryce and me like, and they start crying because if I see something amazing, I start crying. It's been touch my heart. And they start crying because no smile. She was super quiet, super slow, really slow more. And it was dark costume and me like, I found this. And after I understand like this called tribal, without fusion, it was just tribal. And my husband try to find some more video courses, uh, some performances, because now we have a lot of information. I think 12 years ago, it was harder. You just catch one video and all like this. And he gave to me like this, like found for you video course. And I started practicing online. This is why I love online format. And after I collect money for one festival, uh, Maria Fomina did this festival, this called Tribal Weekend. 
and I see almost all of them on the stage and I can dance with them. Oh my God, this was amazing emotion. <laughs> you mentioned that 12 years ago it was just tribal without fusion. Uh, is What's the difference between tribal and tribal fusion? Is just the name evolution or actual the style is different? Now, I can, okay, we have interesting rule, um, roots. The fir first was uh, Jamila Salimpur, she created Balanat. It was kind of because it was her idea how she see all these moments. She collect all um, traditional belly dance uh, style, styles and combine together. And it was, it looked like um, Oriental Bazaar because 30 minutes, all different dancers perform and it was very interesting. And of course, after she have some very smart students, they go, they go and they create vocabulary. This called American tribal few, uh, American, American tribal style before, but now they're called fudge, fat, change belly dance format style sorry because you see we had uh, two years ago this moment and now this north american tribal style this fat change belly dance style they change name and after girls who dance this format like more free freedom without vocabulary on like this they create um ultra gypsy and other and other and you know we have old school like we have really vocabulary we have american tribal style and after they start calling this fusion and we took start to took some uh, popular styles like modern hip-hop uh, popping and they put fusion because you really can mix and modern together with everything what you want with ballet with uh, modern dance, with contemporary, with street art, and this why we have fusion. And you can dance old school, you can dance more traditional style. Great for me, this uh, icona of uh, tribal old school style, because she really take care of this style. And Zoe Jakes, it's more tribal fusion because she can create and put in a mixer all what she like, likes and give to the stage for audience. Uh, for you personally, transitioning from belly dance training to tribal fusion or tribal training at this time, what, was it easy transition considering that you had some previous belly dance training or was it difficult because you already learned and trained your body for similar movements but with different techniques? Yeah, for me it was easy but this was interesting like I start I mean first five years I perform on competitions and all like this and everyone say to me I'm too big for tribal fusion because at that time we like we prefer then small technique with locks small movement and that because I'm from belly dance I love to make shimmy it's mean you start shaking with all your face and all like this and from my first five years it's because everyone say to me, I'm not good enough, or maybe I'm too much or something like this. But now I'm 
understand it was my my style like this because I took this big movement from belly dance I'm I love it so much but the hardest moment it's take body and make small contractions for me it was the hardest moment but I love from belly dance it's open heart on stage because tribal was you know like a have a distance and five first five years I tried to connect together in my mind small technique big technique open heart but not too much and I found my style but I cannot say it was hard or oh easy but it's it take time really to connect together these two styles uh, today for students who come to you if you receive if you get a student who previously had belly dance training now coming into tribal fusion class uh, in your training in your uh, class what do you see they are the most biggest struggle of course they can see because they make huge movement but in the tribal fusion we have different I need teach them how to have proper tribal back um, balancing how to not move shoulders but you can move hips and of course we have different technique because belly dance it's more about amplitude and it's more about um, bones how to move bones and vertebra in tribal we work more with muscles this interesting like if i see someone from belly dance i can explain them so fast and quick i just say please do this with muscles and they can help them to feel it and that they catch this movement so fast but one year I take this moment with back like we all the time have uh, soft knees straight back yeah and if you move you your shoulders doesn't move <laughs> don't move yeah this take time but I think because I love belly dance and I see a lot of professional dancers I think they did the same. They have super straight back, but still with knee, we have a different. In tribal fusion, we, we have soft knee, bending knees. And in a belly dance now, I know you have more straight joints. There is still combination, but, but uh-huh. Yeah. Because yeah. we just then in soft knees, it's better for your muscles to catch. Because if you have straight knee, it's exactly bone stuck to move. But I see professional belly dancers, they make with muscles too. I don't know why, but maybe amateur, <laughs> some hobby class, maybe they move more with bones. But if I see same like you, your style, I love Yulia Voronina and Alex Delora and Margarita Sheikhali, and they see they're moving with muscles. But in general at schools, Oriental, they're not, they did just with bones because it's fast. They not take care of muscles. I think it's also uh, different schools of belly dance today. Like some work more with uh, muscles and joints uh, technique, and some work more with uh, muscle technique, and uh, some are combining. So I think it's also the matter of like you know, uh, Egyptian style, Turkish style, or your own style, whatever it is, because there is always a variety. But I'm really impressed to hear that you said. For people who have training in belly dance, the most difficult element to master 
when they start doing tribal fusion training, is their posture and back, you know? You would think, oh, about some, like, I don't know, arm undulation or this contraction or muscles, like, on hips, etc. And here we have something that would say, oh, someone would think basic one. Basic. Posture and back a year to train? Like, come on. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's We have different a little bit. Yeah. Because we start, we... We take something from flamenco, and this about your chest muscles. And if you do something, you do not super big with all body, but you use your muscles, and it's all about ribs, ribs muscles. And this is so interesting. Yeah, but back, knees, and chest, this huge problem. You also mentioned that uh, uh, these days, tribal fusion kind of, becomes a combination and elements from other styles, including uh, popping and locking and other styles. So for your personal training, specifically for you, how do you practice on your own to grow and keep developing? Is it just in tribal fusion like area or you take classes of other styles or other activities? How you... Uh, now, as a teacher, as an established teacher, keep growing yourself as a student. <laughs> yeah, this is so interesting question. Of course, before I practice in war with someone, tribal fusion dancer who love this style. For example, we have Edenia. She love popping and she professional in popping, but she love to mix with tribal fusion. And they start dance with her because for me, this easy to combine together. And same like Moria Chapel, she loves Indian fusion, I love Indian fusion too. And she mix because you cannot uh, give to tribal fusion just, you know, traditional dance with traditional costume, you start mixed. And I love her mix between tribal fusion and Indian. And I start dance with her. But after I understand, like, I want my combination i want to understand style and i go just for dance teacher teachers and they took the basic moments basic steps how to have body how to and i go home to classes i mean because this is my home studio and i i don't know i think three four hours i practice in this style with my favorite movement and how i can combine like from one arms how i can do this and do some tribal movement because for me it was interesting how to create my own style and i take from other teachers basic moment but i go home and practicing how my body interpret this and how to mix of tribal fusion but of course first time i was so scared to go to professional popping teacher because you know i'm Nope, <laughs> I can't. I don't know how to move, but now I know it's okay. Like everyone can come and feel like loser, but after you can understand the style, the movement, the locking, because professional teacher can explain to you all details. People who mix together, they can explain them way. They're not like really. Understand, um, can explain to you all moments with body and how to create this because they start to to create something 
interesting and they can explain about this. They're not interesting in basic and deep and explain to you the story and all like this history of style. This is why I, I prefer now to give my students, the, I mean, I call someone from exactly this style, like contemporary, and they're just dance contemporary. They're practicing because I love to dance with my girls who because I love improvisation and they want to teach them them um, a lot of styles and they can choose what's comfortable for them. I mean, someone starts dance tribal contemporary, cool. Someone more love hip hop and they can mix of this. And it's interesting you help to your students growing up and found them way. Someone love more dark and me like, sorry, I cannot help you <laughs> with this. And I can send to them the teachers who specifically work in these styles. It sounds like tribal fusion is combinable with many different styles. Do you think there is any dance style that absolutely no chances can be combined with tribal fusion? Or there is no such thing? I think no. Traditional we put inside, for example, like Georgian, because we love these small steps and arms. And no, I think you can mix with everyone. This why I think for me, for my body and for my age, tribal fusion so natural for women and male, <laughs> for women to start to dance. And if you like some different styles you can still combine you don't need just you know focusing on one for example if you go to ballet you just need focusing to ballet you cannot dance another style um, for a few years after you have basic posters and you can choose what you like but for tribal fusion you can most important be free mm. yeah that's freedom that's definitely that we are looking uh, we are searching for whenever you're choosing any other activities to do for our pleasure. And then sometimes it transforms into the profession <laughs> and goes on. But initially we come to find that either freedom and to be able to express it through dance, through art, through movement, uh, through voice or music or whatever it is. I agree with this. Uh, you also, I know, very actively teach online, and you mentioned that you love online training, and you started your journey uh, via online training. What do you find um, the main struggles or difficulties in online training that you cannot address the same way as in-person physical class? Hmm. Hmm. I just want to say like online, it's not for everyone. Um, after COVID, because I work so hard, I work more than 10 classes every day. And uh, now I understand because I teach online and offline, I understand like we have small percentage of people who need support of teacher from teacher who really touch your body, help with your elbow because they watch online and they cannot feel it's mean then the body not connect with brain and then cannot do what exactly teacher online say and of course this discipline because online 
we can talk about what online courses like you practicing at your free time or zoom classes i know the huge percentage of my students they love online classes in zoom because they can see me and i'm still alive and they can see them and i can correct body and something like this and i know just small percentage who love i call them introvert <laughs> they love practicing alone and watch to mirror and did this journey for themselves you know to feel body and make i don't know some interesting um, work with body mind and soul um, but online and, and offline this all about uh, support teacher to student sometimes in our in our style this moment with knees you cannot fix how much knee because all body are different and if someone taller than me can make my posture it can be super deep and this i try to explain all videos how to understand the bending knees because this so hard for body and after few classes you start feel pain it's not good this the most problem it's not about improvisation like i thought no you can do all classes and people still can be in special atmosphere but this about uh, technical moments and you can hurt students who really never tried travel fusion before at real studio i mean this just bending knee and how to feel balanced you need focusing on you and do this precision with your body and feel comfortable and comfortable for i don't know for maybe 10 classes to feel this and after you found your position because all body different i think for me the horrible moment it's knee yeah it's definitely different like teaching online and uh, in person and especially for the very beginners uh, in any style it's it can be challenging it is possible and we have many examples of uh, people growing and uh, starting at least that journey on their own let's say by video courses but at some point you do need to have some sort of feedback and that's why i think uh, this popularity yeah. of uh, zoom classes okay it's online format if you can't physically travel and meet with the teacher, it's online format, but it's still in the moment that uh, the teacher can see it correct. Or another format of if some teachers offer it, receiving video submissions from students. So, okay, you still do it on your own time, but you send video um for teacher to comment. And here is the blog for many students. I don't know if you're using this... Um, tool of okay we are not online maybe live but video record but I, I bet you have alternative but many students feel in online space feel shy shy to record videos and send even if it's like a man just for teacher or among other students and i bet you have a problem on zoom classes live some people are shy to turn on their camera so even if you're not using video recording tool you still probably have this issue that some people are shy to show themselves dancing even if they're dancing alone in the room but or the video will be on during the zoom class 
Uh, sounds good. I'm. I don't have students who don't turn. I mean, not turn off camera. Uh, I always see my students, maybe one or two, they have problem with internet. They live in one Canada, one from India. They have problem with internet. That's why they're not turning camera. But they give me all the time video after all classes. And you can, it's cool because you can see general mistakes for everyone and you can see the some personal mistakes and of course i make print screen <laughs> make signature and i can explain how to feel deep how yeah but the harder it's not about video on zoom but filming this is so hard to explain like you really need it and this is cool because people who don't have problems with uh, self-confidence they put this video what they did to our chat and all girls can see, like, we're not, I don't know, put tomatoes to them or say something bad. Like, we start to support each other. And they're time to, you know, like, step by step, they start filming. And after one year, they say, thanks, God, we did it because we see progress. And this is why we need to do filming. So for everyone who is studying with whichever teacher, Whenever you have opportunity to send your video to a teacher, never miss it because it really is important for both student and for teacher to see uh, and to understand where is the progress. Of course, if you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, let's say Skype class or Zoom class, uh, that's great, but that's very often a luxury for many people to do regularly online, individual online classes. But if you're having a group or any activity that you can send something for feedback, never skip it because it can literally uh, push your growth and improvement uh, absolutely dramatically in just like one video submission. And I know that you are offering not only individual classes, but for English-speaking students, you have some group uh, online classes too. So for uh, for those people who may not be able right now to travel, unfortunately, to Ukraine, to Lviv and get residency card in Ukraine. <laughs> but uh, how can they these days study with you? What are the options? And uh, is there any other things or activities that you would like to share uh, with our audience right now? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm starting to be popular on YouTube. And of course, all followers ask me, I mean, foreigners, who speak English, they start asking me to dance together. And I was super shy, really. Same like our students so shy about recording video. I was say I was shy the same level to talk in English and teach. And me like, you have a lot of teachers who speak English, look. And they know, they say, no, we want your style and me. I check my bill, I'm sorry, but really I check my bill uh, for renting apartments and all like this and we like, okay, let's start. <laughs> I, and I opened studio, I mean, uh, because I have online studio and uh, before I just make on Ukrainian and Russian speaker speakers and uh, I think 10 students ask me about this and they see like I really need to pay 
and this why I opened it. I was super shy. I forget all the time counting. Sometimes I start counting in Russian and it was really hard to me, but now we had, I think, two years together and I'm super lucky that my students and they show me, they trust me so much. This why I feel a responsibility to move <laughs> or every day and do something for them, create something, classes, start to dance for you, and they really start teaching, start perform, and they feel so proud of them because but they make for me kick <laughs> to growing up so fast, really. And uh, thanks God the situation with COVID happened and they start asking and you know I need parent and I was super shy but I know you, if you want growing up, you need to go where you feel fear. You're so afraid. It's look like you start to jump in from bridge and be like, okay. And now I have two groups, uh, beginners classes. This we just first time I have a program for three months. And the end, they start dance choreo. And I did this first time in English. And of course, I was super nervous, but... I love my students and one group they're like middle uh, level and we practice in two years but time to time new students can enter classes who intermediate and who not beginner yeah we have two options and of course sometimes I have free time for individual classes but not often not now <laughs> Now I'm too tired if I teach more than six hours, I feel like, uh, per day. Well, six hours mm -hmm. is a lot, too. No, it's in ten. <laughs> but six hours is still a lot. <laughs> Not comparing to ten, but still a lot. And especially in this tense emotional and physical situation, uh, that's uh, even more. But I'm very happy to hear about your... Uh, Classes. I know you have classes for Ukrainian uh, students too, but for also for English speaking students, that's absolutely awesome. And of course, sorry about the reasons and uh, uh, the struggles that we all had to go through during the last few years, but also happy that those practical struggles uh, helped you or literally kicked you to overcome your shyness and fear of speaking in English and actually doing the English speaking classes. And my husband all the time say, just financial moments can kick you <laughs> from your comfortable zone. <laughs> well, that's so true. And uh, um, for our listeners, can you share, before I ask our like final traditional question, uh, can you share where is the... Um, best way to follow your activities maybe you have like favorite social media or any other source and also is there anything um they can do to you know support and help uh, uh, you to go as a also as a part of Belladance community as a part of ukrainian uh and ukrainian Belladance community is there anything that we can uh do to help and and support and to Make it a little bit easier, <laughs> what is happening right now, emotionally and physically. 
Yeah, I have my favorite uh, social media, this Instagram. I don't know why, but for me, it's comfortable. I try TikTok and all different Facebook, but for my uh, brain, it's really easy to use Instagram. And of course, I'm not uh, super um, using like a post. I use more stories and I try now to text in English. This is so hard for me, but step by step, I push myself to do this because I understand like foreigners, foreigners want to understand what situation we have in Ukraine. And I try to check, I mean, the news there was interesting about this. And they try to find really not some, because you see, we have a lot of, uh, a lot, how to call this, like a lot of fakes. I really want to find good information. I ask all my friends who live in this region and just after I post. And of course, if I post about money, someone, uh, start collecting for army or maybe uh, animals. It's mean I really check 300 times and I try to do this in English and I have Facebook, but I'm not using this so much. If someone texts me, I can answer after one month, but Instagram this is my favorite and I love, and I love to use it and I'm so fast and quick in with answers <laughs> and questions in Instagram. And not on social media, why? But you also have a YouTube channel where you post regularly like your new dances. And I know you were filming just recently uh, also something crazy and interesting with like costumes on the road, etc. So, uh, yeah. but you have many more. So I do recommend people to check it out. And I will definitely include all links to the show notes to for this episode. <laughs> yeah, now we did new uh, with my Ukrainian dancers. Uh, we did video. We just record. Now we need time to make montage. And we did this in the Carpathian Mountains, which was amazing. What I see, the small uh, videos, but soon we can put on, in, uh, on YouTube and small uh, video in Instagram, like you can see from Instagram and go follow me on YouTube. Well, I have all these. I think by the time this interview is out and listeners are listening now, the video very possible, maybe already out. So check it out because I saw behind scenes of how it was shot in the car mm -hmm. with those huge costumes and headpieces and a la Maleficent uh, something uh, like that. Yeah, it's a yeah, so I can only imagine the results, awesome results. Uh, well, before I... Uh, we summarize this uh, interview. I also just want to thank you one more time for agreeing to participate and uh, to talk and, you know, to talk about dance, dance-related stuff, and not only dance-related stuff, about life, current life in general. So I really appreciate your willingness to participate. I really appreciate that you overcome your fear of uh, speaking in English for the whole interview without knowing any, you know, I don't have any questions or anything like that. It was a pre-flow conversation. So thank you for being open and agreeing 
despite nervousness and uh, worriedness, agreeing to actually do it. I really appreciate it. And I really can't wait. I know I'm saying it right now in this moment. By the time people will be hearing, it will be already out. But I can't wait right now to actually share it and publish and for all people to discover about uh, uh, your activities. And uh, thank you for all for you, what you're doing for also community in general, Validance community, but also Ukrainian community and uh, taking decisions. I know maybe for Ukrainians in Ukraine, it's something obvious because mentality right now of all Ukrainians, you know, one thing, like I'll just say it at the end, like here, uh, being Ukrainian, living in Ukraine, but also having experience of living a long time outside of Ukraine, as much as I often complain about our mentality that we often can be rude to each other or like whatever but in the moments of crisis i am so every time fascinated with just our ability to just gather and be there and i'm not talking about war it was many moments during like normal times you know but in the moments of crisis people just have this ability and they have something inside them that they just, it's out of question. Yeah, I'll be there, I'll be helping, and I'll do my best. It's and like one family. Yes, the whole country is like that. And uh, thank you for being part of that community. That, that It makes okay. it really very special. I want to show you some, someone so important in my life. <laughs> she waited all one hour <laughs> say hi to you <laughs> one hour <laughs> her name is vicky and also part of our family uh yeah mm -hmm. i saw your dog so many times on the stories yeah. and i kind of heard it on the background of our interview but i was like oh i didn't realize it was her patiently waiting yes yeah, because I have online classes, it means I have one hour without her. And after one hour, because now we are recording a little bit more, she starts doing this. <laughs> and me like, I need to show her. Really, I need to show her. Well, our listeners can definitely check on the Instagram stories you post uh, about her many uh, times. But not to test her patience even further, just last question, which I must ha ask because this is our tradition. I ask every single guest at the end of the interview but this time i will adapt it not about belly dance but about tribal fusion because that's what you are doing and the question is what makes you fall in love with tribal fusion dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years um because I practicing before belly dance and tribal fusion and for me it's almost i mean the community we are pretty much close to each other. We always perform together in the festivals. And now, since God, for, I don't know, I think for five years, we can be friends, not like, you know, talk bullshit like before, like someone say, oh, this is not that, blah, blah, like this. I'm happy we can be together because we did amazing job and we did almost same job. I mean, similarly. And what I feel in a in dance it's to be for a few minutes to be independent to to be free and you can create new universe at this time and you can invite all people i mean audience followers 
for this and you can share magic moment with everyone. And I know like I can really, I can create amazing atmosphere and they want share with everyone. This is why I, I really cannot stop to dance. I want to show not just bad moments in this life. I want to create something new and invite people and show how we can be in love and share freedom and energy around and we can connect together. I mean, like, for example, on YouTube, I have a lot of followers who start to be friends now. This is interesting. And the most important is freedom. And I can talk about what I really want. And I can dance about what I want, what touch my heart now. I be honest. I can be honest uh, with myself and with audience, make atmosphere and invite people and share love with people. I mean, because dance for me, it's love. That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.